0: Everyone to record your own podcast we're looking no further than anchor not only do they have the creation tools which allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer but anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple Podcasts, and many many more you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place anchor app go download it start today what is up everybody and welcome to another episode of the post Bay podcast and tonight I have a treat for you guys I'm going to be talking about the official trades that have went down now that we know all the details I'm going to dive into why certain teams traded for certain players certain picks and try to you know pick their brains and see why they made certain moves as well as talk about a couple of news and notes around the NBA stay tuned Welcome to another episode of the Post Fade Podcast brought to you by your host, the one with the most, Justin Bro. And in today's episode, like I said in the intro, I'm going to be talking to you guys about the trades that happened during the trade deadline as well as some news and notes around the NBA. Now, I am starting this podcast early morning, Tuesday, February the 11th, so expect to see this podcast around 6 to 7-ish in the morning. Now, I know some of you guys aren't going to be getting the podcast as soon as it's launched, and for that, I want to say, what are you guys doing? You know, follow me, uh, keep up to date on all my social medias, at the post fade, as well as via your favorite podcasting app, uh, Spotify, Um, the iphone podcast you know stitcher follow me stay up to date i'm bringing you guys podcasts. i'm trying to push out at least two to three podcasts a week we're going to see how that goes so i'm trying to reach out and give you guys as much content as possible if you guys follow me on my social media if you guys know how i am with the community i like reaching out to you guys you guys follow me i follow back You guys hit me up in my DMs asking me questions about the NBA and stuff. Look, I'm there replying. I can talk NBA and basketball 24-7. That's my sport. That's what I like doing. So don't be afraid to follow me on my social medias, man. Come join the post-fake community. We're up and coming, you know. Uh, Slowly but surely, the community is getting bigger, and I want to thank all of you for uh, helping make that happen. You know, I only go as far as you guys go, and really, we're a big family, so we're all in this together. <laughs> Not trying to uh, sing the high school musical song, but you get the picture. Anyway, back to this trade deadline mess. There were a lot of trades that happened, but I'm really going to focus on like maybe four to five because a majority of the other ones were just uh, salary dumps. Uh, teams trying to get under the the luxury tax. Uh, if you guys didn't know, if teams are paying players above a certain tax level. I want to say after the trade deadline and the buyout period, they have to pay an extra amount of money. And you know those rich guys, they don't like to just give away money. So they're going to get rid of players, especially teams that are not really contending. They're fine with, you know, sending players off to other teams and taking on uh, draft picks and whatnot. So we had a lot of that going on during the trade deadline, but... We also had some big trades go down as well. And the biggest trade, in my opinion, that happened was between the Warriors and the Wolves. Now, the Wolves ended up getting their guy D'Lo, as well as Jacob Evans and Amari Spillman. And the Warriors ended up getting Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2021 second-round pick. Now, this is the rare occurrence where I think both teams ended up winning. Uh, if you guys listen to my past podcast, I've brought up numerous times about the Timberwolves and d being linked together uh, in the past offseason. So I'm, I'm happy that the Wolves ended up getting d You know, d and Courtney Towns are boys. I think that they can be a formidable duo. And Wiggins, I think that he needed a change of scenery, man. Uh, I don't really want to call him a bust just yet. I will say he hasn't performed up to his uh, first pick in the draft uh, ability. But at the same time, you can't really blame him because the Timberwolves have been a mess since he's got there. They've had coach after coach. Management has been in the flux. They haven't really been a playoff contended team. They've been rebuilding since he's gotten there. So I think bringing Andrew Wiggins to a winning situation Like the Warriors, where it's surrounded by a bunch of vets, a bunch of guys with a championship DNA. All he really has to do is fit in. He doesn't have to be a superstar or a go-to scorer like he was with the Timberwolves. He basically has to be a a Harrison Barnes 2.0. I don't want to put that label on him, but that's the type of player that that they're looking for. Somebody who can, quote-unquote, match up with LeBron, even though, I mean, we have samples of... (laughs) <laughs> him not matching up against LeBron but then again who can other than maybe Kawhi from time to time there really is no stopping LeBron but anyway I, yeah I, I like Wiggins with the Warriors I like the fact that they received those two picks as well the 2021st first round pick and the 2021st second round pick if I was the Warriors I would have asked for the Wolves first round pick this year in exchange for the 2021st first round pick because even with D-Lo, the Wolves are going to be a, a lottery team, more than likely picking, you know, in the in top five in the draft. Even though this draft is weak, i still rather have that pick than, you know, giving the Timberwolves a chance to build in the offseason and possibly become a playoff team next year. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. So, that's the one bad thing i say about this trade for the Warriors, for the Wolves. They ended up getting a nice deal, so... I'm happy that this trade went down. Uh, the War, not the Warriors, the Timberwolves uh, had a game tonight. Actually, well, last night, uh, depending on you know when you guys get this podcast, they played against the Raptors. And the Carnton Towns and D'Lo duo looked nice, even though they ended up losing the game. D'Lo in his first game with the Timberwolves got 22 points, seven to 12 shooting, four or five from the three-point line, with five assists. Carlton Towns poured in 23 points five of 13 shooting three of six from the three-point line along with 10 rebounds and seven assists now i was watching the game those guys clearly have chemistry um i like the pieces that the timberwolves brought in other than d i think this team is going to be real solid next year i don't think they're going to make much noise this year but next year once they're able to really put their their handprint on things i think the Timberwolves are going to be a formidable team uh, they're going to be fighting for that playoff spot next year. Believe that. You heard it here first. Uh, as far as the Raptors go, man, the Raptors have just been <laughs> killing every team. So I kind of want to give the Timberwolves a pass for this. Uh, the, the Raptors are on a, well, they have like, what, a 40-14 and 14 record at the moment. 21-7 at home. Uh, just looking at this game, Siakam dropped 34. OG 25. Kyle Lowry 27. Rondé Hollis Jefferson, twenty-one. Like that team is so stacked. They have quality NBA players everywhere, literally everywhere. Anybody on that team can give you a twenty-piece. So that team is really hard to guard, especially with Siakam making the jump that he has. It seems like every year Siakam gets better and better. And many people counted out the Raptors once they lost uh, Kawhi, and they're proving people wrong. They're second in their conference, man, and they're they're pushing doesn't look like they're stopping anytime soon so for all you that were doubting the Raptors <laughs> yeah you're exposed a lot of people have <laughs> I've seen on Twitter been screenshotting the people that have been talking trash about the Raptors in the uh, past offseason saying how they were going to be a lottery team and etc and they're being posted so if you were one of those people you might want to go back and delete your post because people are digging them up man (laughs) but going back to these trades uh, another trade i want to focus on is the clippers getting marcus morris from the wizards in exchange for mo harkless a 2020 first round pick that belonged to the clippers a 2021 Um, first round pick which is a pick swap between the Wizards and the Clips, which more than likely, you know, the Clippers are going to have a better record than the Wizards next year. So disregard that. Uh, They also get Detroit's 2021 second-round pick. And Detroit is clearly in the rebounding phase now. And I'll be touching up on that in a little bit as well. So that pick should be pretty valuable, uh, as valuable as second-round picks can be. I love this move for the Clippers. I mean they're just adding more to the team. Kinda like how the Raptors are filled with, you know, quality players. The Clippers are the same way, except they have two ultra superstars with Paul George and Kawhi. No disrespect to Siakam. He's a superstar in his own right, but the Clippers have two. (laughs) And that team is defensive. Uh, Right now, in my opinion, the Clippers are the team to beat when it comes to playoff time. Right now, they're just cruising like a majority of teams, such as the Lakers and whatnot. So I'm excited for this playoffs. This is going to be a really exciting playoffs now that we don't necessarily have a team that we absolutely know is going to win a championship. Like the Warriors were in the past with Curry, Clay, Draymond, and KD. Or LeBron was when he was on the Cavs. Now, I say that the Clippers are my favorite to win, but the Clippers could absolutely get knocked out in the playoffs. Like, who knows? Just looking at the talent on paper. They should be winning the championship this year. And, you know, hats off to Clippers management on on getting Marcus Morris. Man, that is huge. Going to another trade, I mentioned this a little bit uh, earlier in the podcast. The Cavs received Drummond. And the Pistons received John Henson, Brandon Knight, the return of the GOAT, Brandon Knight, <laughs> and either Cleveland's or Golden State's 2023 second round pick. Now, the Cavs basically received Drummond for nothing, which causes me to second guess other teams. Like, if the Cavs were able to get Drummond for this little, why weren't you guys able to get Drummond? What were the Celtics not willing to give up to get Drummond? You know, uh, I like this piece uh, for the Cavs. Uh, I hope he resigns. But but I will say this. Kevin Love needs to be moved off of that team. Uh, I know it's hard trying to find a trade partner for Kevin Love, but he just doesn't belong. That team should be in a clear rebuild with Drummond as their anchor. Uh, Kevin Love still being there just doesn't seem right. I understand no team wants this contract. Kind of I do. I do. Understand his stats and uh, him his playing ability just doesn't match up to his contract, but man, some team has to take that chance and go for it because it's not too often that the league is as wide open as it is this year. That's why you see the Miami Heat doing what they're doing, trying to push. You know, who's to say that in two years Giannis doesn't go to the Warriors or something like that? <laughs> you know, like the NBA is never this open, so while it is open, teams should be pushing to try to win the championship. I don't understand why Portland isn't trying to push to get Kevin Love. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They're bringing Kevin Love there. Damn near guaranteed to get that playoff spot, even though the, the Grizzlies are playing well, which I will talk about later in the pod as well. They made a move. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't get why teams aren't pushing to get Kevin Love. I understand he's a liability on defense, but he is a nice stretch forward. Who can play the five in certain circumstances he isn't the best at the five but he's he's doable at the five for certain stretches hopefully Kevin Love isn't on that team next year I, I hope he's traded around draft time and I really do uh, another trade I wanted to talk to you guys about was what many people consider to be the biggest trade uh, that happened during this trade deadline and that's the big 14 trade between Atlanta Denver Houston and Minnesota uh, Atlanta ended up getting the most coveted piece in this trade, which is Cabela, as well as Nene. Uh, Nene isn't really out there getting minutes, so he was pretty much uh salary filler. Uh, Denver ended up getting Kida Bates, Diop, which some people are, are pretty high on. Uh, he's a sneaky player. Uh, Brian Windhorst, if you listen to his podcast, he went on a tangent about uh, Keita Bates, uh, possibly, possibly being the sneaky player in this trade that ends up being really good. And of course, he's going to Denver. Denver is another team that's just stacked with players. They have players who aren't getting minutes right now who would kill it in rotations for other teams. They would die to have those players. But anyway, going back to this trade, Denver also ended up getting Gerald Green, who I believe they cut uh, Shabazz Napier, Noah Vonley, and Houston's 2020 first-round pick. Uh, Houston received Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and Golden State's 2021st 2nd second-round pick. And Minnesota received Malik Beasley, Juan Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, um, Jordan Vanderbilt, and Brooklyn's 2020 first-round pick, Lotto-Reed Protected. Um, it's kind of hard to say who won a straight <laughs> because I mean, everybody sort of got uh, something good from it, except maybe Denver. Uh, it all depends on what uh, Kida Bates Diop ends up being. But Atlanta received their big man. Now they have a formidable, formidable squad going into next season with Trey Young, John Collins, Herder, uh, Cam Reddish, uh, Capella. So expect to see them fighting for a playoff spot next year that's not including whatever, whatever draft pick they end up getting this year because i hate to say it but yeah this season is pretty much over they're just playing to play at this point um, houston ended up getting robert covington that's the player that they've coveted <laughs> as well as jordan bell now houston is uh running a pretty unique five out system right now with P.J. Tucker at the center. Uh, if you guys uh, keep up with P.J. Tucker, which I'm pretty sure majority of you don't, uh, in high school he played some center, as well as in college he played a little bit. So it's not surprising to see him at center. It's kind of funky looking, but he is one of the best post-defenders in the league. Uh, and it fits the rocket system, honestly, since they've done this five-man out Uh, Russell Westbrook has been killing it. It's all up to James Harden to step it up Which is something that I never thought I would be saying this season Russell Westbrook balling in the system, but not Harden. I'm not sure what's going on with Harden I don't know if he's hurt or if he's just in a really bad slump But man, he's got to step it up if this team has any chance of winning the championship Now I do hate the fact that they didn't go out and get some sort of serviceable big because in the playoffs you're gonna need some type of big man. You can't count on P.J. Tucker to hold all them boys. What happens if P.J. Tucker gets in foul trouble? You are gonna slide Covington to the five? Like, come on, man. It this gimmicky. It might work for the regular season, but in the postseason, you're gonna need a big. There's just no way. Who's gonna hold Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard? You know what I'm saying? Who's gonna hold Gobert? Like, come on. But anyway, I don't want to go on a tangent with that. Um, Houston obviously loves to the move. They end up getting another defender who can shoot the three and commit to that uh, five-man out with no center lineup. Uh, Minnesota ended up getting Malik Beasley. I like Malik Beasley. Uh, Denver was able to get rid of him because he's due for a contract after this season. Um, but yeah, he's a nice player. Minnesota has his bird rights now. I think they're going to re-sign him. Uh, in his first game, uh, I want to say it was two, three days ago, maybe Sunday. He went off for, like, 20-plus points and made, like, five threes. Like, he's a player, man. It's just, it's hard to be a consistent player when you're in that system that differs in because any given night, you can have, you know, 25 minutes a game, but then the next night, you know, DMP or, like, five minutes. That team is too deep. So, Malik Beasley was a casualty of that as well as his contract coming up. But I like this move from Minnesota. He's going to be a starter for them. He's a baller why hernan gomez he's also starting for minnesota at the moment i'm not sure if he's going to be a permanent starter or if he's a temporarily temporary start uh for them but he's a solid player it's turner i'm not high on it at all like i don't understand why teams want him uh he was in this trade just for a cap filler i don't think minnesota would uh Covered him either if they were to be honest with you guys he doesn't really do anything that stands out is he a playmaker show me that like he's not out here getting assists like that he can't drive in attack the basket he can't shoot the three can't shoot the mid-range his defense his defense is not there so what does he bring to the table somebody please tell me you guys can dm me and tell me i'm I'm sure there's some evan turner out, out evan turner fan out there excuse me That is up in arms about this rant but yeah if you can back up the fact that Evan Turner is good please do please send me a DM let's talk (laughs) but yeah that's the big four team trade that a lot of people were uh, going crazy about Uh, the last trade I want to bring to you guys is the Memphis Grizzlies trade with the Miami Heat and the Timberwolves Um, as you guys know Iggy and the young Grizz didn't really get along uh, Iggy didn't want to play For the Grizzlies Well that's what's being reported But it's also being reported that the Grizz And Iggy met as soon as he was Traded to them And the Grizzlies basically told him Look you don't have to come play for us Just sit it out And we're gonna you know, trade you at the trade deadline You're not getting bought out Period So just sit out and wait until we trade you So it's conflicting reports Out there but At the end of the day, uh, Iggy is now a Miami Heat member, uh, along with Crowder. Uh, Grizzlies are getting gorge dang. Deion Waiters, who they waived, and Waiters is now in talks with the Lakers about potentially joining them. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, And Justice Meslow is going to the Grizzlies. He's probably the coveted piece Uh, In this trade, other than Iguodala, of course. I I don't want to be disrespectful to him and everything he's accomplished. Uh, But, yeah, the fact that the Heat gave up Winslow is, oof, I don't know. Uh, The Heat fans will be quick to tell you that Winslow can't stay healthy and whatnot. But if he can stay healthy, this Grizzlies team is just stacked with young players. John Moran, Triple J, Jonas, Clark, Tyus. Dylan Brooks, who just got paid, Justin Anderson, and now Justice Winslow? I mean, John Morant just went off for a triple-double not too long ago. 27 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and a dub against the Wizards. The Grizzlies are in 8th place right now, already. Just imagine when all those players develop even more, how scary this team is going to be. This team doesn't even realize its potential yet. And the fact that they're getting justice wins though—if he can be seventy-five to eighty percent of what people thought he would be coming out of college—that team is. As a Pelicans fan, I'll be honest. That team is scary. I mean, that's the Pelicans' rival because of Zion and Ja. They're always going to be compared to each other. Not only that, but we're in the same division, along with Luca and the Mavericks. Like our division is stacked. Oh man. I was really hoping that the Lakers ended up getting that second pick in the draft lottery. Just imagine Zion, John Morant, Brandon Ingram, Alonzo, if he would still be there and not trade it. Like, anyway, I'm, I'm going on in, on a tangent of <laughs> Pelican fandom. Let me get back to the topic at hand. But yeah, that's, that's another interesting trade. I, I like the move for the Grizzlies. I like the move for the Heat. Uh, the Wolves guy James Johnson, he's okay. he's a nice quality uh, rotation player so I guess you could say all three teams ended up winning this trade and yeah uh let's talk about some news and notes around the NBA right now <laughs> and really there there's only one note to talk about and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. after this commercial break, I'm gonna be talking about them and breaking down their struggles. Are back now. I'm gonna keep this short and simple with you guys. Uh, I mentioned that I was gonna be talking about the 76ers, and really it's just two issues with the 76ers reasons being why they're struggling. One, Joel Embiid is not the same Joel Embiid, and two, Simmons needs his own team. Now, whether that team is with the 76ers or with somebody else, that's up for y'all to debate. Me personally, I would keep uh, Ben Simmons on the Sixers and trade Joel. Because we've seen this. It's not working. Okay, it's just not. Some players, some combination of players just don't work. And the sooner that the Sixers figure this out, the better. Okay, Joel Embiid has had an injury pass that has gone since his first year in the NBA. Okay, the longer you guys hold on to him, the higher injury risk becomes for him. Meaning his trade value is going to significantly go down if you guys hold on to him and he continues to get Hurt. We've seen what Ben Simmons is like without Joel Embiid surrounded by shooters. When Joel Embiid was hurt, he was surrounded by shooters, and Al Horford, who he can play at the 5, the team looked dominant. You put Joel Embiid back in this system with Ben Simmons, and it is not going to work. Now, I know some of you Sixers fans are not going to like me saying this, okay? I understand that Joel Embiid is... You know the big prize from the trust the process uh, era and that dark time when they were losing every game under the blue sea. But so was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is your gift, okay? If you guys want to win an NBA championship, sometimes you have to make hard decisions, and this is one of them. Uh, Joanne B. just isn't fitting in. Look at the. Or was it four or five game losing streak that they were on before they recently started winning which I don't necessarily even count these wins I mean one of them is against the Chicago Bulls do you really count that no the Bulls aren't a talented team I think that the Seven Sixers should be trying to trade Joel Embiid I think Joel Embiid is hearing the rumors as well because he's made an Instagram post basically saying that um something about you live long enough to become a villain or something like that basically throwing shade at the 76ers and Jimmy Butler was in the comments basically trying to recruit him and he was agreeing with them now John B eventually made another Instagram post saying that he was just joking and ha 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 but I don't know <laughs> uh even on Brian Windhorse's podcast um you know there's been rumbles of Joanne B being possibly a trade uh chip for the 76ers and other teams prepping for that moment. So this isn't some a <laughs> 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 laughing moment. No, like this is <laughs> this is serious, okay? And I honestly expect the 76ers to be looking at what they can get for Joanne B during this off being that I don't see the 76ers getting out of the second round. So if it does happen, you heard it here first, man. The post-fade podcast bringing you guys the cutthroat, my opinionated uh, statement on things, not holding back. Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) what more is there to say? If you guys follow me on my social medias, you know how it go. You, You know how I am with this stuff. Um, for those who aren't, what are you doing? Follow me on all social media platforms at the Post Fade. Like I mentioned before, I post the Post Fade games of the night. I put my predictions in the comments, and I also put my record from each Post Fade game. Whether I, you know, guess right or guess wrong, it's up there for y'all for y'all to see. You know, I want this community to grow. I want you guys to, you know, reach out to each other, talk basketball. That's what we're here for. Uh, At the end of the day, if you're listening to this podcast, you like basketball. Or you just, you know, like hearing my voice. (laughs) But either way, you know, follow social medias. Uh, You can email me at podcast at gmail.com. I'm always ready to reply. Always ready to talk basketball with you guys. And yeah, expect to get another podcast soon. But in the meantime, I am out. Peace.